Welcome, everyone, to a fresh episode of Mike North's Press Conference brought to you by our friends over at Rao Jewelers located in Hoffman Estates. You know what? I did the countdown. We are about 40 days away from Valentine's Day, and you know what that means. It means you need to get a special guest for that special someone, and the best place to do it is over at Rao Jewelers. We have their number, their address flashing up on the screen. If you're listening on audio podcasts, just visit RaulJewelers.com, R-A-H-L, Jewelers.com, and you will see some of the best jewelry you will ever see. And then uh, give them a call and make it uh, uh, an appointment for a visit. I see that Mike North is ready. Let's bring him in now. Mike North, how are you, my friend? I'm awesome, brother. I can't complain. I heard you talk about Raul Jewelers. We will be commencing on Raging Mouth, the third uh, uh, episode, if you will, after the football season's over. Uh, the Chicago Bears are the main focus right now is we uh, have had Raul Jewelers do a tremendous job for us this year, Eldo. We hope everybody had a happy new year. Uh, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of challenges to watch what the Bears are going to do. I just don't want them to take any advice from anybody around the nation. <laughs> I mean, I hear people still clamoring for Caleb Williams. I just put out on Twitter, here's a guy that's staying at a $2 million penthouse in L.A. Mm -hmm. And I've had some interactions with some of the people that thought that was a good idea. And I've been blocked by a couple of them because I call them out as the dummies that never knew what the ramifications were going to be with no regulation in sight. Just mm -hmm. go, let them do it. Now I'm hearing Allison Williams, for instance, who covers college football, say, hey, you know, there's got to be some rules and regulations. These are all college graduates, people, that run these organizations and run these teams that just let this all happen. Just let it all happen. And now it's nothing but a mess. But then I have people that will not get off the Caleb Williams bandwagon. I put out yesterday on North and North. Jeez, it's been a week and a half since I heard his name in Chicago. But then I got to hear people around the nation. I hear Adam Shine saying, wow, the Bears should take Caleb Williams. Did you not watch Penix? He's Warren Moon, Caleb Williams. I don't know what he is. Hmm? Penix is in the same boat. I hear people saying, well, how could you not know Penix was that good? We knew he was good. Okay. But it's West Coast football with a folding Pac-12 conference. Nobody gave a shit. Because if they did, they'd still be a conference. And for the people hyping up all the Pac-12 people, you soiled the bed. You crapped the bed pushing for the Pac-12 and saying it's the best conference. Well, if it's the best conference, why is everybody going to the Big Ten and other and the SEC and everywhere else? It's a crap conference. It was run shabbily. They didn't have a good TV deal. They play no defense. Washington's a breath of fresh air. They really are. But he's a Big Ten quarterback. He knows how to play the position. But I keep hearing Caleb Williams, and I hear guys that I like. Adam Shine, out of New York. Good guy. Oh, they got to take Caleb. You got a 55-year-old quarterback with a busted Achilles tendon in New York. Why don't you take him? Why don't you take him? 
I don't hear that. The Bears need a quarterback, according to what I'm hearing. But then I hear Stanford Steve say they're one of the top four or five improved teams in football. And that's the whole team. So which way is it? Because nobody in New York dares say that Aaron Rodgers is a bad move, ever. They'll be ostracized. They'll be ostracized. When in all deference, he's a piece of shit. He really is. And that Pat McAfee guy, he's going to get fired sooner or later. Believe me, folks, trust me. Trust me. They, they put check marks down. This is the second lawsuit threatened on him. Mm. Second. How long has he been around here? Great deal. Happy for him. Happy for anybody who makes that kind of money. But I'll name some names. Dan Rather. Matt Lauer. I'll go on all night long like Lionel Richie. Okay? These are political guys, but they're sports guys. Okay? Tucker Carlson was at the top of his game. Don't go telling me that Aaron Rodgers, who's making millions probably by making this appearance, and then McAfee handled it shabbily. The way to handle it is to fight back even if you agree with them. And if you don't fight back, you're capitulating. And all you have to do, folks, saying, hey, Mike, how could you even say that? Just listen to the Ozzie Guillen interview. I got pissed when he threatened my license and my livelihood, period. He was a loud mouth that day, and he put my license in jeopardy, okay? Period. And I fired on him, and he deserved it, okay? That's how you handle it. You know, go like a little guy. Hey, that's just it. <laughs> <laughs> What, are you out of your mind? You'll be gone, pal, if you keep it up. They got check marks. They don't need it. They're having enough trouble as it is. It's a good company, but they don't need somebody that they're paying that much money to to push that envelope. You think you're funny? Take it from a guy in his 32nd year. You'll be navigating two years down the line wondering what happened. And they'll remind you. In print. So for your own good, get rid of him. Get rid of Aaron Rodgers. You're firing. He was firing on a guy in your own company that's got more power than you'll ever. I'm hearing Pat McAfee's got more power than Jimmy Kimmel. Are you kidding me? These are people that never leave their house that must think that. There are corporations that continue. Every corporation. Take it from a guy who never apologized for nothing. Okay? And like I told a guy who's been basically shunned, who used to be big in Chicago, if you want to be a rebel, you have to accept the consequences. Pat McAfee apologized, and he had to, because he handled it badly. Period. But the point is, you got a 40-some-year-old quarterback whose last year was horrible for the Packers. The Packers are a win away from making the playoffs, maybe, with a new quarterback who's playing well. And he's got to say, 
He's good. He's got to stay relevant. He's got to tell people I'm working out. He he told them, this is a guy that said, I never said I wanted to be activated. Wait, you're Aaron Rodgers. Quit being a turd. Seriously. You expect anybody to believe that? You wanted to be activated. You want the spotlight, and it's going to cost some people their jobs. As far as Justin Fields is concerned, I keep him. I wouldn't touch Caleb Williams with a 10-foot pole. Okay, but the Jets should take him because he could go down in his first game next year. So why are the New York people who haven't picked a quarterback since Joe Namath telling us what to do? Telling us what to do. The only futile, futile team worse than the Bears is the Jets. And I got people in New York telling us what the Bears should do. You keep fields. You don't touch that prima donna. And if he has a good game against Green Bay, he's in. I hear people saying get rid of him. Let me tell you what I would do. And I want to get beer. Trade the first pick. To somebody who's second, third, fourth, or fifth. Trade the first pick. If you're assured they want Caleb Williams. Take that Primatana. Take that Diva. And get a lower first round pick with your other first round picks. There's somebody that will deal with you. Because the Bears can't win if they pick first. They can't. And they got to show their quarterback and the team they believe in him. This guy now. And it's a tough sell. Because he looks so bad, and then he does something to help you win. He hadn't been doing that. And I said to everybody at the beginning of the season, I'm going to be fair. And I brought up Russell Wilson. I brought up Sam Hartman. Like, people have brought up Caleb Williams and, and, and Drake May. Let's not pretend nobody's brought up any other quarterback but, but, but Justin Fields. But I'm tired of West Coast fans, New York media, West Coast media, telling us what to do. Justin Fields easily could be the best quarterback in the division next year or the worst. That's the dilemma we're in. But our defense is one of the best right now. We're number one against the run the last six, seven weeks for sure. I think we've moved up. Our special teams is outstanding. But we're taking advice from New York. And, and, and that's why this town is so Midwest. Stand up to these New York people. The Jets, let's go over, let's go over the history. Joe Namath is doing denture commercials. That was your last Super Bowl quarterback. And I love Joe. And he looks great. I can't wait for Aaron Rodgers to play 10 games next year. And with that line, he's going to get killed unless they improve things. But he's kept himself in the news and he's going to get people fired. And he don't give a damn as long as his brand's out there. So I'm with. Uh, Fields, Aldo, I don't know about you. I think if they, look, if they beat Green Bay, yeah. Now, if they get slaughtered by Green Bay, we're back. <laughs> what are we going to do? But I think that the Bears team speaks volumes about him. And he's been a class kid. From, 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 maybe not from day one, because, you know, we didn't know him. But that's just the way I feel. But for God's sake, Raider media, Jet media. I mean, vomit buckets of teams giving us advice. Please. That's it, Eldo. 
That's my. I love point. it. I apologize for interrupting there, but um, I, I want to know, learn from you what you have seen over these three seasons with Justin Fields that has changed your mind about him, that mm-hmm. has given you confidence. What improvements have you seen in his game? What has really solidified this? Because you could be bypassing, you know, a generational quarterback that keep calling Caleb and, and Drake. <laughs> generational picks. And There's not, not even-, even a quarterback from USC who's never made a dent. But he's going to be a generational quarterback. Okay? I mean, I mean, my God, USC quarterbacks, for the most part, have done great jobs in college, but they're the Volkswagen Beetle. Irrelevant when they get to the pros. They are. I'm not making it up. But I got to hear this nonsense. Here's what I would say I'd see. The one thing that's still wrong with him, he wants to make the big play every time. He can't get rid of the ball in three seconds. And then when he does, it's inaccurate. We know his accuracy is bad. But what I like about him is when he gets out of trouble, or here's what he'll do. He'll see a guy open, and this has got to drive the coaches mad, and he'll hold on to the ball. And they'll start scrambling because he wants to make the big play. That's what he wants to do. And that's what he's been doing of late. But can you win a Super Bowl that way? Pretty tough. But then you see what Lamar Jackson's doing. And that gives you that type of hope. I don't believe Caleb Williams will ever be as good as Justin Fields has been under these type of circumstances. And don't forget, Caleb Williams was a transferee. From Oklahoma, he went with Lincoln Riley, who made him. Okay, but but I mean, the nonsense I'm hearing uh, that uh, JJ McCarthy even I like JJ McCarthy, but I'm not going to take him over Justin Fields. I'm not going to take any of these guys. But yet, New York Jet fans will have an over the hill quarterback with a ripped Achilles who couldn't make it back when he said he would. Who said that he didn't want to be? He didn't want to be active, but they made me be active. Who also said that Jimmy Kimmel is like a pedophile, basically, that he was on Epstein Island and he can't be on it. And he's telling some guy that, oh, ho, 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 yeah, you'll be gone, son. Pay attention. Eldo worked in TV and so did I and in radio. You'll be navigating for the rest of your life. And big money, the, the, the good thing is, don't blow it before the big money runs out. And you're starting to blow it. I'm just giving you a warning. So I don't know how you feel about that, Eldo. But when you get guests on that are going to put your, and you've seen it on TV, your livelihood in jeopardy, the first retort is, well, I didn't know he was going to say that. You've made Aaron Rodgers your ornament. Your ornament. Yep. I don't personally, I just see the guy's clips. I think the guy's overrated myself. I do. I think he's overrated. Yeah. That's just well, my opinion. I'm telling you, we've got a very active chat room. And so mm-hmm. I want to get to some of these okay. questions and comments. Uh, Chris Watts will start us off. He wants to know, would you keep Luke Getze as your offensive coordinator next year to continue the continuity of Getze and Fields? Absolutely. Absolutely. Who do you think's helped him get better? And I know a lot of it's his own talent, but they're winning football games now. You keep them. You know, for people that want to keep Fields and lose Getsy and have him go on his third offensive coordinator, did you ever have you ever watched football? Have you ever known teams that are successful to keep changing? Look what happened to Cutler. 
I'm willing to say Cutler was a uh, was a, was a bad sourpuss type of guy and not a leader. But you can't deny the fact he went through a ton of offensive coordinators. Period. You keep your and if you're going to keep Eberflus polls, why would you get rid of the offensive coordinator when the offense is averaging, ladies and gentlemen, 24 points the last five games. 24 points. So when people keep saying, I get rid of Getsy, you don't know how to run a football team. You, 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 you just want to go on to the next thing like most of these national media types do. Whoops. You're out. You're mute. I was watching Get Up this morning, and there was an animated discussion about this whole Justin Fields situation. Mm-hmm. And that oh, that's same, my point. They're national. Yeah, right. And But the, uh, in the chat room, we're having the same kind of back and forth with people who okay. want Justin and don't want uh, Justin. So, for instance, uh, Zach is saying, what's the consequences for polls if Caleb succeeds next year and Fields struggles again? Well, I mean, I don't know what's succeeding for Caleb Williams. I mean, he may not even come out. Now, this is a gentleman that told that that we've heard rumors. I don't have any substantiation about this, except what I've seen on social media. But I've heard that the Bears pick him, he wouldn't play for us. I don't want him. He smells. Stay away. What kind of hunger do you have? What kind of hunger do you have when you're living the high life in Los Angeles, you got the pick of the litter, who knows how much money you're making, and you got a free apartment. I mean, seriously. This is, oh, these kids will starve. These poor kids. I never saw, in all the years I watched football, not one kid starve. You know what I see on many of them? 5,000, 10,000 bucks worth of tattoos. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm the, the nonsense that every football player comes from a undernourished, underprivileged family is a bunch of crap. They're treated like gold. Come on. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, there's a guy named Shannon in the chat room, and mm-hmm. boy, people are firing on him because he he answered that question. Well, polls will be fired if if that were to happen, if Williams were to come into the NFL and play well. And he says, Shannon says, keep fields and cripple the franchise. Just watch. I mean, this guy is an ardent anti-Justin Fields uh, believer. What do you say to people like that who are so demonstrative in their opinion that Justin Fields is not a franchise quarterback? Well, we can't call him a franchise quarterback. We can't. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you don't know what a franchise quarterback is. Look, look, I'm going to talk about the media real quick here about this whole thing, too. Okay. All right. First of all, the media in this town, for the most part, I won't name names, from newspapers. I mean, the other day I write, I mean, I used to write for the Sun-Times and I wrote some stuff for the Trib and the Daily Herald. And believe me, okay, there was stuff edited from me and everything else. And they've edited stuff out from stuff that I did in the past, even the Chicago Defender. They edited a dusty, they edited and what they like to do is edit it so you're more uninteresting. And then you have 43 pages left in the Sun-Times like I picked up the other day. And then you see the same group of people because of unions. They're getting paid big bucks. So what they have to do is because of you, sacrifice to keep these guys, sign 
one columnist who lost his fastball, I won't name him, 10, 12, 15 years ago, gets renewed every year. Okay? And every year, everything he touches goes down. It's got 43 pages. I tried to throw it the other day. It blew backwards. <laughs> Here where I live, they the, it was windy. They throw, the, the lady comes by in the station wagon and throws on the driveway. I get up and walk the dog in the morning. There's three Sun-Times and, and a Daily Herald out in the middle of the street from the wind. Mm-hmm. That's what journalists have done to this town's newspapers and the people that run it. Okay? The people that run it. For instance, what happened to the Bears defensive coordinator? Why is still no story on it? The people in this town do not trust the sports media. They don't. I'm out. I hear it. There's people still want me to come on there every day. Come back. Are you kidding? I got a nice life. Okay. You may want me to come back, but I know some teams that wouldn't. So what we got, we got a we got a group of teams that sit on the media. That will be the last we hear about what happened to that defensive coordinator, even though it was the worst thing I've ever seen. So that's number one. They sat on the Hawks story for 12 years. The Chicago sports media sat on the Blackhawks story for 12 years. And they'll tell you there's nobody around from 2010, which is a lie. There's media types. There's ownership types. Okay. And there are people that know around the league that the Hawks didn't do too much. That's number two. Okay. And for 17 years, nobody stood up to John Paxson. Nobody stood up to Gar Foreman. Nobody stood up to Jerry Reinsdorf. They protect the teams. They don't do it in the best interest of their of their fan bases. That's why there's that's the, the papers are this big now. That's why for radio, some of the things have dropped. TV locally. Just like why is everybody afraid to tell it like it is? Because they act like rebels, but they don't want to face the consequences. And there's always going to be consequences. Let's see. There was a mistake made. There's a guy that never gave a shit. I will never compromise the the listeners or fans of this town to coddle the teams that have been coddled by the mainstream press in this town. Basically, since 2006. Okay? So we got the Bulls, we got the Hawks, we got the Bears. Okay? And you got newspapers that got 40 pages in. And people that still have jobs. That won't tell you the truth. Period. It's very simple. And if anybody wants to dispute that, <laughs> How dare you? Hey, no, no, no. I got, I got something <laughs> later. 
believe me. I mean, just the nonsense that I read. And, and national people from the Raiders and from the Jets, just vomit fest type of football teams, telling the Chicago Bears what to do. My stock on the Bears is going up. I don't care who the quarterback is. We won the, We went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, so we can go to the Super Bowl with, with Justin Fields. And I'll tell you another thing. Congrats to Jalen Johnson, and congrats to, Mar, to, to Sweat, who was paid by guess who? The national media. Oh, I wouldn't pay him that kind of money. He's in the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. It was an excellent pickup. And Paul's is going to make some mistakes, but he's not afraid. He's not afraid, and that's why I like it. Yep. Uh, well, talking about the Pro Bowl, Derek says two players got hosed in the Pro Bowl voting, DJ Moore and TJ Edwards. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I'm I, not going to say TJ Edwards. Is he the middle linebacker? He's, he's the outside linebacker. Tremaine Edmonds is the middle linebacker. Tremaine Edwards and TJ Edwards. I mean, I... You know, I like how everybody's bragging about how much better the Bears are for Roquan Smith's the best linebacker in football. And he mm -hmm. and I heard a bear say yesterday, an unidentified bear. Bring up what Eldo and I brought up at the beginning of the season. Or somebody he brought it up. When you trade the captain of your team, what do you think's gonna happen? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But everybody was fine with it. See ya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't listen. All the Bear fans will stand up and say a team that is hot now. Let's not forget about the games we lost. Let's not forget about all that. We got a beautiful picture right now, but I'm not going to start talking about snubbed pro bowlers from a team that's three under 500. I won't go there. You know what I mean? They're getting better. Next year's the year. If you want to, if you want to really legitimize pro bowlers, I mean, I love DJ Moore. No doubt about it. He's been one heck of a pickup and one heck of a trade. He made it with that goofball, that owner out in uh, in, in Carolina. Great mm -hmm. play. Great yeah. play. Lots uh, of uh, comments. A lot of interest today, huh? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This thing is on fire. Oh, Zach, to it. Zach Sullivan, who has something in common with you, at least one thing, both fought uh, for our country in the military. Zach says, I feel like we hear the same argument last year about Justin Fields is that he's better than any college quarterback. Seems to me like C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and even Brian Young has looked better at times. Bajent looked good, too. Well, what, yeah. do you say? what do you say? That's a decision they got to make, maybe. They have the film. There might have been seven or eight more touchdowns scored this year, and he just missed them. So we don't know that. I can only go by what's going on. But he does not know when to get rid of the ball sometimes. He has a lot of flaws, and we traded up for a project. Apparently, he didn't know the position. He knew how to play it in college. But he's progressing. Well, wait a minute. You, you traded up for a guy that's learning the position and progressing? You know, that, that leaves somewhat of a doubt. But he's getting better. His escapability, second to none. Second to none. I saw that end zone play. Second to none. You know. And uh, so that was one of the things that convinced me another year. It won't cost us as much, you know. And are you really going to draft another quarterback and keep Justin Fields and have some guy peering over his shoulder that might be one year or two years younger than him? I don't think so. Mm. 
J2K says, it's nice to see you support Fields. Uh, smart ass Warthog says, evaluating Fields is above my pay grade and polls I trust. You made a really good comment there about Ryan Poles is that you like his moxie, making that trade for Montez Sweat after the failed Chase Claypool trade. We lost oh. the second round there for no reason, and we traded a second round for Montez. You you applauded that. So that that's uh that's It takes huge. a lot of guts to mm-hmm. screw up. He doesn't care. I really found that out. I think my my esteem for Fields is has risen, but my esteem for Everflus has risen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had him at the, on the firing squad. We had him on the firing squad two months ago. I'll throw myself in there. Everybody did. Well, well, well maybe we can make him defensive coordinator. Listen, if you play fantasy football or if you're under 25, just w- listen. Just listen. <laughs> Okay, just listen. You don't do that. You don't fire a head coach and make him a defensive coordinator and bring in a, another goal. You don't run an organization like that. The Bears are doing it the right way. They're they're building. I heard Adam John say this today. You know? And yeah, Bajan is a decent pa- uh, backup, period. I think what woke Fields up was that when he got hurt and he got to watch a guy that knows how to play the position. People, what do you mean? Fields knows how. No, he doesn't. No, he didn't. Bajan showed him, and don't think those two guys aren't best friends. They are. They're best friends. Hey, Justin, can I get rid of it there? Hey, Bage, I just saw the guy come from the weak side. Make sure you turn. These guys are in this together. So I like this group, and like I said, Jeff Hostetler's won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson's won a Super Bowl. Uh, Trent Dilfer has won a Super Bowl. Okay, so we can win a Super Bowl. Justin Fields is not better than Caleb Williams, period. They're saying the same thing about Williams that they said about Fields. It's a stupid comment. You have no way of knowing that. And all I have to do is go over the top draft picks in the NFL over the years and see the 73% failure rating. And then you're reduced to basically being a guy asking me a question and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody that thinks every damn pick. It's a success is crazy. And, you know, I love the people to say, I don't know how people didn't know Penix was all that. Well, because you, you play at nine at night. In New York, you're on 10. And by the way, this coming from the same station that told everybody, geez, where did this Jokic guy come from? A two-time MVP. But you're telling everybody they should be up to snuff on Penix. But you, you idiots, didn't know who who Jokic was, Nikolai, the two-time MVP. But we're supposed to be up to snuff on Michael Penix. Come on, everybody's trying to get their guy in. And Fields wasn't my guy, but I will not stand for this nonsense. I will not stand for Caleb. He's not even the best quarterback. He wasn't even at the Heisman. Penix probably should have won it. How can you say this guy's generational? And I know he was he's won awards before this year. When when another guy went undefeated. And he looks like Warren Moon in the pocket. Now he's had two injuries. Okay. But he's like this. Now, if he has no offensive line, he's going to be useless. I mean, but I'm not here to tell you if he falls, you know. People got to be nuts. If you got a decent offensive line, maybe he goes later. 
that guy can sling the rock, man, period. Uh, when you mentioned Pat McAfee earlier in the show, uh, we got mm -hmm. a couple of comments that uh, yeah. were pretty funny. Uh, PZ says, I've said it before, McAfee show is the NFL version of The View. <laughs> First of all, I have nothing against Pat McAfee. I would just give him a word of advice. Don't put anybody on that's going to cost you your job. And if you think your job isn't, isn't, if you think your job is as sturdy as it was before this week, you're sadly mistaken, my friend. One more. When you got to keep apologizing and you bring up, well, this is the second time we've been threatened with a lawsuit. I mean, you've been on since what? I mean, a few a few months on a regular basis. Just don't blow it. Yeah. And Chris added, uh, why does McAfee wear a vest? You were a punter, mate. <laughs> Chris Watts all the way My from favorite. Leeds. No, I think somebody told Pat to put a shirt on to long sleeves. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. It was oh, ridiculous. I watched him. He's like this. <laughs> a punter. He was trying to learn how to sit, you know? <laughs> you know, you ever watch him? Oh, yeah. Who talks like that? Yeah. I'm not and a big fan of the show, and but. The, and then I, I saw the tape, and he's got the long sleeves on. God bless. Yeah. Yeah, but Smart. you know what? Hey, good for him. He was a punter, so what? He played in the mm -hmm. league. Yeah. All Smart. I'm telling him is. If Aaron Rodgers ever got you fired, I'm sure he'd lend you a few bucks. Yeah. Smartass has an interesting comment. I love smartass. <laughs> he says, I'm not a Caleb fan. That is fan. an all-time great smartass warthog. That is awesome. He says, I don't think that Caleb uh, could handle the Chicago pressure, and that is a huge thing, isn't it, Mike? As soon as the Bears draft him, there will be an anarchy in this town if they draft mm -hmm. him. I'm sorry. The fans, the media will go along with it. You know, the Pipe Bears marketing will tell them, this is it. Don't write anything negative. Your press pass plus a free meal at lunch. So they won't write anything negative. Mm -hmm. Even, well, and you know, I, I, see, I, I just see people abandoning fields that swore by him. Swore mm -hmm. by him. In fact, I saw Corey Wooten today on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Won't mention the name. Take a very good friend of mine apart for basically <laughs> flip-flopping on every quarterback ever that the Bears have had. I like mm -hmm. this guy, I like that guy, I like that. People notice that. Oh yeah. He's entertaining. But make a stand, man. And I know I've I, I had Trubisky and I didn't want those. I I told Trubisky, believe me. Nobody fired on Trubisky more than me. Two, day, two weeks ago, when he showed no interest in playing the game of football. Mm -hmm. I see a, a tougher, mentally tougher kid in Justin Fields, and I think that matters. Can you take the hits? Can you get up? Do your teammates love you? Does your coaching staff embrace you? And all I'm hearing is yes. So if you want to really make a mistake, draft another quarterback, get rid of him, trade him somewhere else, maybe. I'm hearing four teams want him. If I'm Ryan Poles, that's enough to tell me, wait a minute, I got to look at this again. Pittsburgh is rumored to want him. Atlanta, they already had a young Ritter. Mm -hmm. They're rumored to want him. Las Vegas mm -hmm. is rumored to want him. Mm -hmm. So if these teams want him, and they're basically telling you, maybe if they were in line with Caleb Williams, they wouldn't want Fields. 
but they feel why Caleb Williams? Maybe because what we're seeing is, see, he don't have the escapability that Fields has. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, there's only there's only so many Joe Flacco's that know how to play the position. Now there's maybe five or six quarterbacks that know how to play the position. So I think the Bears are knocking on the door, man. I think that next year it's a weak division. Uh, Detroit, you know, they finally won, but uh, you know they're not promised for next year. Green Bay's okay. Minnesota has the Cousins injury, and Fields, but team's better. The whole team. Comets improved. More. What a pickup. The running backs are getting healthier. I mean, the defense has been outstanding. You got two guys from that defense that made the Pro Bowl. Nobody had that happening two months ago. Nobody. Yeah. So we're we're on the right track. You got to be patient a little bit. This is me talking. Believe me, folks. I've been patient for 60 years, and I've got one Super Bowl. You know? <laughs> That's right. Ah. That is right. Hey, uh, just uh, one quick question. But before that, uh, I want to say, when Mitchell Trubisky was drafted by the Chicago Bears, yeah. he went that same night or a few couple nights later, he went to a Chicago Bulls game, and the crowd booed him yes, mercilessly. Yes. Imagine if Caleb Williams oh. goes to the to the United Center and he gets booed in that same way. He, he won't last. You know what I'll do? This is the truth. For people that I mean, I, I would do it back in the old days. Mm-hmm. I'd get the seat next to him and boo. I'd get, the, I'd get somebody to get me a ticket. I'd sit next to him as he was in the stadium. Of course, mm-hmm. he'd probably be in the skybox and go, boo! Because yeah. that's disrespect to Justin Fields then. You're mm-hmm. automatically thinking like you thought with everybody else. And, you know, it's just, I just think this this guy, and even uh, uh, Evie says it, I, I think Poles has a good gauge on what's going on. And I think he's got confidence now with some of his guys getting the job done. I think the sweat deal legitimized him as a guy that knows talent. He's a guy that knows talent, period. Okay, I want to squeeze this quick question in. I love squeezing we'll... questions in. <laughs> and then we'll get to how dare you. Uh, oh, that's not the one, although Jimmy's making a good joke here. The Bears have just traded the number one pick to the Steelers for Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> hey, um, hey, I, hey I, the Steelers I, got our ass on the Claypool deal. Let's not get funny. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they got – They. that's the one that almost cost polls. He's yes. made a wonderful comeback. Yes. Uh, Mr. Englewood says, why are the Bears treating Darnell Mooney in the same manner in which they treated Allen Robinson two years ago? Remember Allen Robinson in his last year with the Bears? He yep. rarely got the pass ball thrown to him and so forth. Yep. So what's going on here? Do you think there is some you know, uh, method here that the Bears are employing? When you got DJ Moore, he's your first option. Mm-hmm. They never had that before, and I love Mooney. But I never looked at Mooney as maybe a one, never. And I, as a two, I said, shaky. Can we improve? There's a reason I want Marvin Harrison. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. Because it's not that Mooney can't play. It's just that if you can get Marvin Harrison, now you have John Stallworth and Lynn Swan. For people that don't know who they are, for people that think that receivers can't be taken first, for people that think you can't trade the Caleb Williams or the number one pick and then two or three or four pick Marvin Harrison, you're insane. Dwight Clark, Jerry Rice, 
I mean, look at Lynn, Lynn Swan, John Starworth, John Taylor, Jerry Rice. Are, we, are you following along? Yes, yes. Boy Dollar, Boy Dollar from the Packers back in the day. Mm-hmm. Max mm-hmm. McGee, are you following me? Yes. Uh, Raymond Berry, okay, Lenny Moore. Mm-hmm. The Bears only have one legitimate touchdown threat. I don't really call Fields that as far as he's a quarterback, okay? Who are the guys that can get him touchdowns? They got one guy that it's DJ Moore. You get two guys, one bike, one guy's going to be single covered. And then you move Mooney to third into a slot, okay? You don't have to get rid of Mooney. And there's your there's where he belongs. There's where he belongs. Now, does he have the hands? My slot receivers are usually five foot six white guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Edelman, then, are those yeah, guys. Yeah, Alintnikov. You know, yeah. the ball hits their yeah. helmet, it sticks to it, and they keep running. <laughs> he puts his head on it. Five, six white guys. Oh, so I love it's it. very uncomfortable for me. Although, I mean, you got you got uh, the kid from Miami to re-kill. And these guys are so good. But really, my slot receiver is always like a five-foot-five white guy. That yeah. catches with one. Oh, he got the ball. He caught it with one finger, hit off his helmet, caught it for two yards. That's you right. And, and my then the defensive studs, tackle catches him. My two studs. Can I get politically correct? Yes. Can I get our African American speedsters <laughs> with great hands? You and if you think I'm stereotyping, you're goddamn right I am. I want the two fastest and best black receivers in football, Marvin Harrison and DJ Moore. And then the five, six white guy just catching one. Maybe we can get to you. <laughs> All right. It is time for. Huh? Yes. How just, dare you? Yes, America's new sensation sweeping the nation. That's right. It, it, it's I exactly what I was going to say, Mike. Go ahead, yes, please. I want to thank everybody for a, a great response to the Joey Meyer. Uh, 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 somebody big just died. Great response uh, to what we did on the bar room with that. Uh, we're going to continue that that show, and we thank uh, uh, our guys at Pennyville Station and, of course, at Cumberland Chapel. So uh, we got Raul Jewelers with us, and uh, we love Raul Jewelers. Check them out. You know, give the wife a surprise. Okay, so you got her a magazine subscription for Christmas, and she got pissed. That doesn't mean it's too late. Go to Raul Jewelers. Get her something nice. They doesn't have to be Christmas and just dangle it in front of her. Okay. And see what happens. And we'll all be happy. I'll be happy for you. Number three, Florida state. Anybody that takes this bowl season seriously yeah. and tries to say, Oh, see, they made the right move because Florida state got killed. No. They made the wrong move because Florida State would have had their whole team except for that one quarterback. But here's the wrong move of them all. Georgia wasn't in. Georgia didn't make it. And to me, uh, the 12-team playoff could not come at a better time. Okay? Although next year we'll be arguing why the 13th team didn't get in. And we'll be arguing that four SEC teams are in and four Big Ten teams are in, which only leaves four slots. They're still going to fix it. Okay, but this had to be done. And for the people that wanted this mess, we'll clean it up for you. But how dare you?
Here we go. You notice how the NFL media never questions the amount of, of games that are on other streams, and they won't, okay? They will never question them, and I'm going to stay on this. There's not been one talk show host that, that, that's got a, an NFL bent to them. Let's let the NFL have it for all the streaming this year and all the nonsense from Roku to Fubo to uh, Paramount to YouTube and all these other places, okay? Uh, please, dear Lord, every game should be on for free. That's what it should be, and I'll still stay on this. To the NFL, who continues, and someday, believe me, folks, you're hearing it here, they're already going to have a playoff game on a streaming service. So we're only a few years away from the Super Bowl being pay-per-view. I mark, mark my words, pay-per-view Super Bowl within five years. Whoever thought on a Thursday night game, you'd have to go to, you know, some dot-com to watch a football game. Five years away. How dare you? <laughs> And, and this goes in line with what I started the show with. I hope you enjoyed the show, folks. We love you. Happy New Year, Aldo. Happy New Year, Donna. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. But this goes to the national media. Don't tell the Chicago Bears what quarterback to pick. Because you guys all wanted Justin Fields. And then you just left because you have no interest in it. And to the Chicago media, grow a set in 2024. How dare you? <laughs> yes! Mike Luth, that was outstanding, and that is our show for today. Mike's got an appointment. I've got an appointment. You guys probably have an appointment, too, so we will see you next week. Mike, right here, same channel, same station. I remember when somebody told me, hey, how about human resources? I go, what band? Where, where are they from? Let's go. <laughs> all right. Take care, everyone. We will see everybody. you all soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.